Hi there, I'm Stan Baker, one of the hosts of Circle Forum, and today we're diving deep into a topic that's been quietly brewing beneath the surface, senior kindergarten absenteeism. Now, in the wake of the pandemic, kindergarten attendance has plummeted, leaving parents, educators, and communities grappling with this complex issue. So join us as we explore the insights from a recent article and uncover the keys to reigniting the importance of early education and fostering a sense of belonging within our school communities. From proactive strategies to equity considerations, you'll want to listen in. So here's Steve, Shelley, and me, Stan. A recent article that came through my email has to do with senior kindergarten and the fact that post-pandemic or in our COVID endemic, kindergarten attendance has really dropped off from pre-COVID times. And addressing that specifically, first of all, recognizing that it's a problem and then addressing that is going to be the focus of what we talk about today. I, there's a lot of pieces I liked in there, but one is the real focus on attention to early learners. And that even took a step back to links to preschool and how you're creating habits there and that is not new work that that was done we were linking early years and kindergarten programs together a while ago now it happened often happened in area where there was socioeconomic need and to encourage habits yeah i like the article too it touched on a lot of things and mentioned a lot of things that bring to us in terms of restorative but um, just the whole idea of kindergarten students coming to school and, or seeing a need to be at school. Um, as, as a principal, we always recognize that kindergarten was a voluntary type of year, that children in Ontario don't need to go to school until the year they turn one. So kindergarten was always seen as voluntary. What this article talked about is they lost a lot of people with COVID because of all the complexities of COVID and they're not coming back because they thought, Maybe preschool isn't that important anymore. Maybe we won't send our kids to later on. And so now it's how do we sell the public that it is important to come to school early. And what I liked was it's, it sounds like it's new and inventive, but it's the old styles. We're going to go knock on their doors and yes. actually have a conversation with them, yes. which is what people did. We're going to go on their turf and have a sit down with them, have a conversation and see if we can explain why it's so important that their children are in school every day. When the article also asked the question, are the parents connected to the school? Which we know that if the parents are not feeling connected to the school, they're not going to encourage their little person to go, particularly if it becomes difficult. We've got separation issues, transportation issues, those kind of things. If a parent doesn't feel connected to the school, that's probably the barrier you need to be addressing first. And I think that's a matter of intent. And part of what we do in our work with schools is really build that intentional conversation with parents, whether that's uh, a conversation in person or a conversation over the phone or in the parking lot. How do you have those conversations? And I think that the work that we're doing really helps people uh, get over some of the blame kinds of things, because what we have to really recognize, and I think you know, there needs to be a shift too, that we shift from a compliance model of attendance to a problem-solving collaborative approach to dealing with attendance. And that's what restorative practices really helps you to do. 
punishing people because they're not coming to school isn't working. We've been trying that for however many years. Now we need to be proactive and reach into the community and try and figure out why aren't they coming and what can we right. do to help them. And so that, that that whole idea of reactive, proactive is so ingrained in what is restorative that we talk about being proactive and restorative. Let's build the relationships early on. Let's do the things that make people feel part of the community, the school community. And, and if that means going knocking on their doors family by family, then we, that's what we're going to have to do. And if it's the old starfish on the beach thing, we can do it for that family and that family. At least we've changed that family and that family. And it's not such a huge insurmountable thing when we talk about millions of kids missing school. Let's deal with the ones that are in our own area. And I think attendance concerns have become feeling almost overwhelming and insurmountable in many schools. And this article talks about not waiting till it gets chronic. And then by focusing on your JK, SK, then we haven't got to that point generally of it being chronic and being so ingrained. And that feels more manageable and that you, as somebody who's trying to support a school, can start to see that some benefits and some shifts happening rather than trying to take it all on. Because then that, that's when people want to throw up their hands and I can't manage that. How can I make my school feel more welcoming? How can the community start to feel connected to the school? And, and start with the families of the uh, JKSK. And also just be aware of the fact that there's a real equity component to this. Families that are more chronically absent tend to be families that are on the margins, either because of mm-hmm. um, they're Indigenous, because of uh, they're Black or Brown. Uh, their new uh, English language learners, all of those groups are seeing higher rates of absenteeism. And again, that starting early, building those connections, building that sense of belonging, not just with the students, but with the parents as well. And we talk about this in the work that we do with schools too. Each person in school has a role to play in student absenteeism and student attendance. And so really making that an intentional part of what it is that you do as a school in your school improvement plan, but also with your staff. And what I like about the restorative approach for doing this kind of work is it really offers a guideline or a script or whatever phrase you want to use there about what questions to ask your parents in your community about what do they need to feel part of their school community. And that could be individually or that can be community wide too. So it really gives us an outline of, starting to ask those questions to get some information to help us move forward. It's interesting. There's a, a story in the Ottawa area, but it's about busing. And we know that bus dri- that whole idea of there's not enough bus drivers. And there's a small school in the south end of Ottawa where every kid was bused to the neighboring town for the school and they don't have any drivers. And so all these kids are sitting at home and it's an equity thing because the parents who have money and it's a fairly affluent little area, They've just gotten together and they've hired cabs and whatnot, and they're shuttling their kids to school. So those kids are actually getting to school without the bus. The people who don't have the wherewithal to pay for private transportation, those kids are sitting at home. So it is an equity issue, even though it's a busing problem. It feels like things are back to pre-COVID, hmm. like things feel normal. The, the article points out that the data is showing that kids in SK are not coming to school 
as regularly as they were before. It's different than it was before. And it's something that requires some intentional uh, action and direction uh, in order to address it. You can't just go back to what you did in 2018. <laughs> You've actually got to be intentional about building those connections. And that takes a whole school. That takes a whole school. The article also speaks to when schools reopened, and I thought this was a really important point, and sometimes we forget as time goes on, schools reopened and students were welcome back, but parents were not allowed back in the building yet. When we're talking about parents and creating that sense of community and that they belong at the school as well, they weren't allowed. So we've got these young learners where that was the message that was given to parents when kids came back to school. We taught kids over the year or two and their parents by extension that you could learn remotely. You could be at home and still move forward with your learning and learn a few things. And so when now we're seeing everybody come back to school, it's important that you're back at school. But for some kids, they do just as well with a day here or a day there at home. They can log on. Teachers are posting all your assignments on their, their class website or whatever program they're using. So they can see what they're missing. They can peck away at some of their work. They can talk to their friends and figure out what they're So from a parent's standpoint, if a kid says, I'm not feeling well, just stay home. You can learn online. And so missing a day a month or even two days a month doesn't seem to be as big a deal in a lot of parents' minds because the kids are still moving forward. It's a different question than what we thought of before. It's just like everybody back and do what you were doing before. Right. And it's just back to normal, whatever that would be. And you hear that thrown around. But it isn't. It's some different questions we have to ask. Then the, the program's here, your workplace is here. You just slide back in. No, there's different questions to be asked now and almost different demands people have. So we have to understand what those are and how the systems can work together on that to encourage attendance. Student absenteeism is a complex issue and none more so than addressing senior kindergarten attendance. Read the article in the links below this podcast where we discuss some thought-provoking ideas and insights. So if you've enjoyed today's discussion and want some more restorative ideas for developing a sense of belonging and giving people a voice in your community, check out our website, www.restorative.ca. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep making a difference.